I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always, and it is the first Wednesday of October. So happy October, happy spooky month if you're into that sort of thing. Personally, I'm not a big Halloween gal. I never have been. It's just never been my thing, but I love September, October, all of like the fall, autumn vibes are very me. Like I just love this season so much and I'm actually going to invite you to do a practice with me today. So if you're not familiar with the setup or the podcast schedule over here on Unbreakable You, the first Wednesday of every month is actually a solo podcast episode with me. I've been doing this for over a year now. I think I started last September and I was just getting requests all the time about doing more solo episodes. And I love my guests so much. And I think I can just get into this routine of interviewing all of these people or having conversations with a bunch of different guests and just pumping out all of these episodes featuring my guests, basically. And I just kept getting requests to do more solo episodes. So I love sitting down with my microphone. I love recording these solo episodes and it just felt really good to hear from you and know that you love them too. So basically what I did was I blocked off the first Wednesday of every month and I just do solo episodes on the first Wednesday of every month. For the past year, these solo episodes have been what I was calling mental health check-in episodes. And I think after a year of doing that type of style of episode, I was just feeling a call or a pull or some sort of nudge and inner knowing that it was time to change things up just a little bit. So I'm still doing solo episodes, but that's kind of the only expectation I'm putting on myself. I'm just going to see what comes up for me each month, what I want to talk about, maybe specific themes that are coming up with my clients, for an example, or specific themes coming up in my life too that I feel like I could talk about and share with you all in kind of like a educational kind of way that leaves you feeling really supported after listening to these episodes. So that's actually exactly what today's episode kind of looks like is this theme that I've just noticed with many, many of my clients lately, we're having 
many conversations about body image and working through body image stuff. And this was a huge part of my eating disorder and hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery journey. And honestly, I was just out for a walk this weekend and it was just like this script basically not that I follow a script for these podcast episodes but the script or all of these ideas I should say just kind of came pouring into my mind and I quickly whipped out my phone opened up my notes app at the top I wrote body image and I just spewed like my fingers were just flying and I was just writing down all of these ideas before they left me So that's what you're getting today. I am just basically pouring my heart out to you about body image stuff. And I hope you can take at least one thing away from this podcast episode and just a huge shout out to all of my amazing clients. I love you all so much. I know most of you listen to the show, if not all of you, and just know that you have a very special place in my heart and I love you so much more than you even know. And this podcast episode is dedicated to you. (laughs) And for those of you who aren't familiar with my practice and how I work with clients, I do offer private coaching for my clients. That is how I am working with clients right now in a private setting. So a one-on-one setting, we just meet on Zoom every week or every other week, whatever schedule works for that client or whatever type of support they need. I find most of my clients definitely do need that weekly support and just putting it out there that if this season of life feels like you do need more support through your healing journey, just know I am here for you and you can always reach out to me, send me an email at hello at megdahl.com or just click the link in the show notes, just read the show notes of this episode And you can find more information there about how to work with me. So before we get started and dive into this super juicy body image episode, I do want to welcome you to just do a practice with me. So you might be out for a walk while listening to this episode. You might be driving. You might be... (laughs) I listen to a lot of podcasts when I am cleaning the house. So whatever you find yourself doing right now, whether it's one of those three things or maybe something else, I'm not sure. But whatever you find yourself doing right now, I just want you to pause. Even if you're driving, just allow yourself to continue driving, focusing on the road, but pause with me and allow yourself wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, Allow yourself to find something around you that feels good for you. And I'm going to do this with you right now as well. My gaze immediately goes outside of my office window. So I am sitting in my office right now. My gaze, as I said, immediately goes outside of my office window. And as I mentioned before, we're in the beautiful season of autumn And we have this beautiful tree outside of our window. And 
it is just the most beautiful golden burnt orange color. I don't even know how to describe this color, but it is such a golden orange color that when the sun even hits it just a little bit, my entire office just turns completely golden color. So it is just beautiful. And so I welcome you to just find something around you and it doesn't have to be in the room that you're in right now. It can be outside of the room, just as I described, outside of the window, and just allow your gaze to fall on something that feels good for you today. And notice what happens inside when you notice whatever it is that your gaze lands on, whatever it is that feels good for you today. Just notice what happens inside. Maybe you sense or feel a sense of grounding a sense of peace, calm. And if you notice these things, what do those things feel like? How do you know you feel grounded in this moment? What does that actually feel like? Just allow yourself to connect with what that feeling actually is like for you to experience in your body. So just giving yourself as much time as you need with that. And if this really feels nice and pleasant for you and something comfortable for you, you can even press pause on this episode right now and just allow yourself to enjoy that experience a little bit longer. But we will move into the body image episode. As I mentioned, I have something really great plan for you today. So if we were to talk about my eating disorder recovery and hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery journey, I talk a lot about how it's never about the food, right? So I struggled with my relationship with food for years. My first eating disorder started at the age of 10 and it definitely clung on for over a decade after that. So I had recovered, relapsed, recovered, and, you know, just experienced multiple different eating disorders throughout my life. And obviously, you know, that just goes to show you how much I struggled with my relationship with food. But if you've ever heard me talk about eating disorder recovery before, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast before. And if you've ever been in session with me before, we always know that, you know, it's never truly, really about the food. And I really didn't know what this meant in the past. Whenever someone said this in the past, I was like, what do you mean it's not about the food? Of course it's about the food, right? Like I've always had these issues with food. Of course my issues are the food. Like it is about the food for me. And I was always really um, buckled down on that idea that it was about the food for me. But it wasn't until I started my hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery journey back in 2018 that 
I realized it really wasn't about the food for me and it was very much about my body. My eating disorders were always about my body. Like that's that was a big root of my eating disorders. So when I dove into hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery and really just like dove right in and wanted that to be, you know, the last type of um recovery type of thing that I had to do for myself. I that was really when I realized that wow this body image thing is really real for me and I wanted to fully heal from my body image issues. So that's what we're talking about today. I have a very I have a lot to share with you and so I was just going to kind of share some of the big things that really supported me with healing my body image and then kind of the biggest thing. So I do have my notes app pulled up in front of me right now and I'm just kind of going to do my best um, going through that and it might feel like it's kind of all over the place but It all has to do with body image. And like I said, even if you just leave this episode with just one thing, I am doing my job and that would make me so happy if you just left this episode with just one thing. So first of all, I'm going to the little bullet list that I made. I I wrote things that moved the dial for me or I put other things that moved the dial for me. Because the biggest thing for me, let's just dive into that one. The biggest thing. And I actually talked with one of my clients about this just this morning. Her and I were having a really deep, real, raw conversation together about body image. And as she was sharing, you know, her childhood and her experiences and her belief system and her past wounds and parts like these fearful parts within her as she was sharing all of that with me I so deeply resonated because it reminded me so much of where I was a handful of years ago as I said back in 2018 So her and I got really, you know, real as I do with all of my clients and she wanted to know, she, she literally asked me like, Meg, what was the thing that actually motivated you to keep on with this? Because, and I hear her because I think, you know, so many of us, we have these goals, whether it's, it is to get our periods back or heal our body image issues or heal our relationship with food. You know, we have these goals for ourselves and then the going gets tough or things get uncomfortable. And I I know I get it. It is, it feels easier to just go back to our old ways. That's what feels easier because We know we've been doing it that way for so many years and it's been fine. We've been surviving 
And this new thing that we're testing out feels uncomfortable. We're not really sure about it. So we just go back to our old ways, right? And so she was just asking me, like, what was that thing that really just kept you on track, kept you motivated, and had you not like going back to your old ways, right? I guess I never really use the word motivated, um, but that's what she used this morning in our session. She asked me what kept me motivated. So I shared with her one of these very vivid memories I have, and I brought this year up a few times already, but it was 2018 when I was going through HA recovery and my body changed very quickly off the start. And I was having a really challenging body image day. And I remember being at my parents where I still had a lot of my like old stuff, like all of my old journals were under my old childhood bed at my parents' house. And for whatever reason, like I was home alone. I think my parents were at work. Scott was at work and I was just sitting at home all by myself, feeling really sorry for myself for having this really bad body image day. And I dove into my old journals and I remember picking up this one journal and let's just, I can't remember the exact date of it, but let's say it was like 2013. We'll just say And I opened up this journal just to a random page and whatever date it was. And I started reading the journal entry and, you know, it was like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's great, you know, but and I started journaling about how I was having a bad body image day that day. And I was just going on and on and on and on about having this really bad body image day. Now, remember on this day in 2018, while I'm reading this journal, I was also having a bad body image day. Okay. So this was like, what, (laughs) five years prior And I was journaling about having a bad body image day. So I put the journal down. I reached for another journal. This was a journal a couple years after I wrote that one in like 2013, right? It was a more recent journal. So I opened up this journal, opened it up to a random page, start reading the entry. Once again, the whole reason for my journal entry was complaining about a bad body image day. And I was going on and on and on about this bad body image day and how I, you know, wish I didn't feel this way. And it sounded exactly like what I was writing two or three years prior. Like, and then here I am years later sitting at my parents' house having a really bad body image day, struggling with the same thing that I had been struggling with for at least five years. Like if you're looking at the timeline of these journal entries, but I had been struggling with body image issues since I was 10. 
And so in that moment, like I still remember so clearly how I was feeling in that moment. Like I said, I was having a bad body image day, but then I started reading these journals and I don't even have words for how I was feeling while I started reading those journals and realizing I was dealing with the same thing. Like I wasn't sad for myself. It wasn't anger. It wasn't frustration, but it was just kind of like this overall ick, this overall exhaustion. And I think I reached this point of being so fed up. Like I was, like I said, I don't really have an emotion to describe how I was feeling in that moment. It was like, I am so over this. Like I decided in that moment that I did not want to spend another day of my life wasting energy on worrying about how my body looked. I didn't want to open up another journal ever again in my life and make that journal entry about my body. I just truly did not want to spend another living, breathing second of my life thinking about how I was uncomfortable or unsatisfied or disliked my body. I just, I was so fed up. And so when my client asked me that this morning, I shared that with her. I was so like, that was what motivated me. I just did not want to deal with that anymore. I would say that was not like a rock bottom moment for me, but it was a huge eye opener for me that, wow, I have spent so many years of my life struggling with this one thing and I do not want to spend another minute even thinking about this. So that was a huge turning point for me in my journey of HA recovery, which had a lot to do with healing my relationship with my body. So I did a lot of inner work. I started doing the work that I do with my clients. I created an entire course all about the inner work that I did to get from where I was to where I am now. And this is how I work with my clients today. It's called Back Home to You. I'm sure if you've ever listened to the podcast before, you've heard me talk about it. So I I really, it sounds so much easier than it is, but I like to say that at one point in my life, like that day that I had just described to you, the bad body image day going through my journal entries, it was that day that I decided this is not going to be an issue for me anymore. And so did I have, you know, days where I felt as though I was having a bad body image day? Yes, it felt like, you know, that 
(laughs) that was present. There were days after that day that it felt like that. But like I said, I made this choice that I was not going to struggle with that anymore. So whenever a time or a moment or a day like that that presence of having a bad body image day came up for me. I use that as an opportunity to go inward rather than make it a bad body image day. I used it as this opportunity to go inward and heal those parts of me that needed healing, that needed the love and the support that they didn't get before. So other things, now we're getting to the list that I um, made in addition to that. So other things that helped me with my body image that really moved the dial for me. So number one was I started to focus on my health. So I think a lot of women out there actually focus on what their bodies look like, right? So they're placing their focus. It might not even be all their focus, but they're placing some of their focus on what their bodies look like. Okay. So I stopped doing that and I specifically started to focus on my health. So how my body was actually, actually functioning versus what my body looked like. So As I shared, I was trying to get my period back during this time. So that was my number one focus to get my period back. Whatever my body did behind the scenes, whatever my body started to look like, that was not my focus. My focus was on getting my period back, among other things, right? So we can look at our health markers and I can even do a future podcast about this, but these really key health markers. So for an example, daily bowel movements, sleeping throughout the night, even moods throughout the day, good energy throughout the day, even your body temperature upon waking and just your body temperature throughout the day. These are all markers of health. So something really changed for me when I started to focus on my health and allow my body to do whatever it was doing rather than focusing on my body and also wanting to be healthy. There's a huge difference. I work with clients who are kind of, you know, trying to juggle this balance or um, juggle these two things all of the time, right? It's like they want to look a certain way, but they're also really focused on health. Or, you know, that's that's the situation. But what I'm trying to suggest or offer you is can we focus on true health, okay, and allowing our body to do what she needs to do while we focus on true health. So that was one of the major things that really helped me with my body image, just not placing a focus on my body at all and focusing on my health. And then the next thing that I wrote down is I didn't spend time with people or I didn't spend time doing things that made me focus on my body. So if there was people in my life who 
were really body focused who I felt like okay every time I'm around this person they're always talking about what their body looks like or how much weight they're trying to lose or how much weight they lost or whatever it is like if there was those people in my life I created really firm boundaries around that um in other words I just stopped associating with these people because that wasn't helping me and I was trying to accomplish something. So just completely removed these people from my life. And it didn't even require me having to say something to these people. So I'm just putting that out there that if you do have people in your life that you're like, wow, every single time this person is around, we're always talking about their body, what they look like, weight loss, dieting whatever it is and you notice that it's not like you actually have to sit down with these people saying hey I can't spend time with you anymore but you know if they are someone that are in like kind of the same social circle as you or whatever if you know this person is going to be there you can still go to the event but don't interact with them while you're there or you know if there's someone that is at these events every now and then go when they're not there that sort of thing so like I said I just created um some really firm boundaries around spending time with people who really did place focus on what their body looks like and then also not doing things that made me focus on my body so a big one that I wasn't doing but that I see a lot of my clients do is like body checking for an example um it's funny I'm recording this it's like mid-afternoon it's almost 3 30 in the afternoon and I'm like did I even look in the mirror today (laughs) like I the only reason I know what I look like is because I just finished recording a podcast with a guest which will be out next week and we had our zoom cameras on and I saw myself on zoom but it's just really eye-opening to me how little time I spend in front of the mirror these days like zero time I just put clothes on and you know I don't even look at myself in the mirror whereas I you know years ago I spent so much time in the mirror Like I would just gravitate towards mirrors, always going in front of mirrors to just look at myself. And I didn't think about it back then because it was just kind of this ingrained behavior, just like I don't really think about how little I look at myself present day. And so that might be just something for you to consider. Like how often are you actually doing things that place focus on your body and what are those things and can we make a change there? The third thing is a big one. And I do think you can leave this podcast episode considering this in your daily actions moving forward. But I started to, you know, choose love in everything I do and whatever my body looked like was exactly how my body was supposed to look. So basically, in other words, I'm saying is everything that I did for my body was from a place of love rather than 
coming from a place of trying to manipulate or mold my body into some way. And because I was coming from a place of love for everything that I did, it felt really okay for me to allow my body to do whatever she needed to do behind the scenes. In other words, like whatever she wanted to look like after I was done you know, choosing all of these loving things for myself, she was allowed to look like that. So in less um, fluffy language, or (laughs) I feel like what I just described was very um, abstract. So basically what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of people, and this is just one example, but we'll just use the example of working out. A lot of people do certain workouts, do certain exercises to achieve a certain look. They want their body to look a certain way, right? Or every time they're entering a gym, it might not even be like the certain exercises that you're doing, but even just the intent of going to the gym or doing yoga or doing Pilates or going to CrossFit, right? Whatever your movement of choice is I didn't even mention running but you know whatever your choice of movement is a lot of people do any type of movement with the intent because it's like causing them to look a certain way okay and this is not helping your body image at all so what I'm saying is we want to be doing these things because we love our bodies and we want to be doing these things because we truly love the things right I don't want you to be going to a workout class because you want to look a certain way and you think that workout class is going to produce those results. And also, maybe you don't even love this workout class. Maybe you hate this workout class so much, but there are other forms of movement that you do actually love. So that's what I'm saying, is we want to do everything that we do coming from a place of love. So for an example... I talk about this all the time. I am not shy to share that I have a regular workout schedule. I love lifting weights. I always have. This has always been like a pretty big part of my life. I just love it. And I have like a full on gym in my basement downstairs and I'm really proud of it. And I work out, but I truly work out because I love it. And it has nothing to do with the way that my body looks like my body look, my body can look however she wants to look. And I am going to continue doing the workouts that I'm doing because I enjoy them. I'm not trying to choose a workout to look a certain way. And the same goes for food, right? I'm eating the foods that I love and I'm coming from a place of love when I choose those foods as well, right? For an example, I just finished lunch. Well, not just finished lunch. I actually had a snack (laughs) since having lunch before I actually started recording this podcast episode, but that's even a better example, right? So I had lunch and I recorded a podcast with the guest that's coming on the show next week and then I knew that, hey, like I'm going to need a snack 
because I'm not going to be able to record this podcast episode without getting hungry. So everything that I do is coming from this place of love for myself, right? So it's like, what is the most loving thing that I can do for myself? Oh, the most loving thing that I can do for myself is having a snack right now because I'm going to go record this other podcast episode and I'm probably going to be hungry in the middle of recording if I don't have a snack. So that's just one example of what it looks like to choose food or come from a place of love when you're nourishing your body as well, rather than choosing foods because you want to look a certain way. Okay. And like I said, when we choose our movement or when we choose how we're going to nourish ourselves from this place of love, it's so much easier to allow our body to just fall where she needs to fall. Um, and you know, look like what she needs to look like because we know at the end of the day while I'm showing up for myself from this place of love so my body's going to do what she needs to do another big thing for me was reshaping my belief system and truly believing my body is the least interesting thing about me I am not one for affirmations or mantras I we can do a whole other podcast episode all about this but in short our nervous systems do not communicate in the form of the language that you and I communicate so by speaking words over and over and over and over again yeah, that's helpful to an extent, right? Like if I wake up every single morning, look at myself in the mirror and say, Meg, you are so ugly. Like that's not helpful (laughs) at all. But if I start speaking lovingly to myself versus negative language, absolutely. That is going to move the dial a little bit. Okay. But where we can kind of get stuck or not see a lot of progress is when we're just relying on affirmations and mantras and things like that, because our trauma is actually stored in our bodies and we need to work with the nervous system in order to release and reshape these belief systems of ours. So this is just all of that inner work that I do with my clients. And um, as I said, I'm going to be recording like a somatic therapy, like what is somatics and all that stuff that I'm studying right now in school. Um, But this, it comes down to this, like we cannot talk ourselves through recovery. We cannot talk ourselves through a bad body image day into a place of feeling fully accepting and loving towards our body. Okay. We need to work with our nervous system and that actually requires us to be going inward and doing that type of work rather than just like affirmations and positive self-talk and stuff like that but um a big thing for me was actually realizing that I actually did and again this was years ago but I actually did think that 
my body was like a very important part part of me, like what my body looked like. I thought that was very important. And when I started to realize that it was actually the least interesting thing about me, it was a big aha moment. And I kind of sat with myself and, you know, went through a lot of people in my life, including my clients. Like I remember um, going through HA recovery and gaining weight as I was working to get my period back. And I remember sitting down one day and realizing that, you know, my clients are not going to think any differently of me. They're not going to like me any less if I gain weight, you know? And these were some of those beliefs that were kind of like stored in my subconscious that I didn't even know were there. And so a lot of work with those belief systems, like these sneaky little beliefs that we have, like I said, stored in our subconscious and now I truly believe that my body is the least interesting thing about me. Like I don't hang out with my friends and we don't immediately like sit down, pour ourselves a cup of tea and start talking about what our bodies look like. Right. So that is a really big one that I had to wrap my head around. And perhaps, you know, if you have been placing a lot of focus on your body, perhaps this is one of those beliefs that you have as well. And we need to work on reshaping that belief system. And then finally, the last little note I have for myself today is I actually stopped like talking about my body in a negative way or outwardly sharing how gross or uncomfortable or big or fat or whatever the word was. I stopped sharing all of those things about how I felt with the people around me and instead I used it as an opportunity to go inward. So I kind of shared this before when I was talking about the moment that I chose I didn't want to struggle with this anymore and I touched on it before when I said, you know, it's not like I chose in that moment that, okay, I do not want to struggle with this anymore and then all of a sudden these bad body image days just miraculously stopped appearing. No, they stopped happening because I actually did this inner work. But something that really helped me was because it was kind of always my mom that I would lean on, right? Because she got it. Like she's been with me since my first bad body image day. And so as I was still experiencing bad body image days, even in my late 20s, you know, I was um, always sharing that with her, you know, oh, mom, today's a really bad body image day or oh, mom, I feel just so gross and uncomfortable today, right? I was making it real by sharing it out loud with her. And in my understanding or how it felt for me, it really felt like just kind of another journal entry, you know, instead of writing it down in a journal, I was just sharing it out loud with the people around me, my mom or Scott or 
basically them. (laughs) They were the two people that I would share these things with. And so I stopped doing that. And every time I felt that urge to blurt out that today was a really bad body image day or, you know, whatever, I used that as this opportunity to go inward and really work with those parts of me that were feeling very activated and very triggered in those moments. And so, you know, I also want to um, just be cautious and put it out there that I'm working with clients right now who experience bad body image days and in no way am I saying, hey, stop telling me about your bad body image days. That's not what I'm saying here. So if you're working with me or you're working with another practitioner, a therapist, whoever you're working with, who is supporting you on your healing journey and helping you with your body image, I'm not saying, okay, stop telling these really important people in your life about these struggles that you're having. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like for me personally, I was just telling my mom or Scott over and over and over again. And like I said, it it kind of became for me like the journal entries were, right? And so for me personally, as I was like equipped and I was a practitioner to be supporting myself with these things, I did use that as an opportunity to go inward. So if you are working with myself or someone like myself that can support you with these things, then that is what we are here to support you with. But you know, outside of our sessions, use these moments as these opportunities to notice your younger parts being activated, notice which ones are being activated, notice what that feels like, and notice this is that opportunity for you to show up for your younger parts in a way that they were not provided for in the past, okay? So you have the opportunity to break cycles and generations of body image issues this is like honestly something you are capable of and I have healed from my body image issues I truly cannot remember the last day that I had a bad body image day honestly I have no memory Um, like I have memories of bad body image days, but they are years ago. And I just, I really cannot think of, oh yeah, it was, you know, last month or whatever. It just, they really don't come around anymore. And so that's, I guess the last little thing I'll leave you with is if you are going through body image recovery, like if you're trying to heal your relationship with your body right now, if you're going through eating disorder recovery, if you're going through HA recovery, you know, if you're going through any type of recovery that involves you healing your relationship with your body and you're thinking, okay, is this just something like, you know, because I think when you work with practitioners, you get all of these kind of like coping skills, for an example, and you're thinking, okay, 
I know how to move through these bad body image days now. But then there's also maybe this part of you that is like, for real, am I just going to have to deal with these bad body image days for the rest of my life, right? It's like, we know we can move through them. We have these coping skills. And is that just like my reality now? Am I just going to have to keep dealing with these bad body image days? And I just want to put it out there that, you know, I'm living proof. Like my, I'm not even lying. My bad body image days started before I was even in the double digits. I mean, my first eating disorder was when I was 10 years old and that just didn't come out of thin air. You know, I would have been struggling with body image prior to that. I wasn't even 10, you guys. And I dealt with that for over a decade of my life. And if I can heal my body image, if I can move through this journey and get to where I am today, I have no doubt in my mind that you're capable of doing the same thing as well. But you do have to want this for yourself. And if you want it, I am here for you. I am going to be your number one supporter through this journey. I, as you know, I love all of my clients so dearly. And if you're looking for this type of support, I am here for you. I am one email away, one message away, and I would love to work with you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode on body image There's more like this to come. If you have any topics that you want me to just do a deep dive in for you, please message me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love requests. I love just sitting down with my microphone and recording these episodes for you. And it makes my heart happy to hear from you and know that you enjoy them too. So thank you so much for joining me for another week and as I mentioned before we do have a guest next week Lauren from Innate Fertility is coming on the show and we're talking all about fertility and preconception for healthy pregnancies so it's a really great episode and I'm excited to share it with you So my friends, I'll leave you with that and have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next week. 